What does that mean? Go get daddy. <laughs> what? Thank you, Henley, and welcome to a new episode <laughs> of Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. Oh my goodness, I love that little girl. She makes me smile. I mean, we have been quarantined now for officially over two full weeks since aye, we had aye, to aye. fly home from Florida, and no symptoms. Hallelujah. She gets border by the day. Yeah, or border. border. <laughs> It's more bored. We're all going a little crazy, let's be honest. <laughs> oh my God, you can't do it. I don't understand where she learns this sassiness. Like she's giving us orders. I know. She has become a little boss. Yeah, I want this. No, I don't want that. No, I want to do this. Yeah, and then she'll be like, no, mommy, no. <laughs> and then she'll take it from me. And I'm like, excuse me, I was playing with that. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to play with you, kid. I'm trying to make you happy. And she's, you're just sassy, sassy, sassy. She's not a sharer. Yeah, we're teaching Just her. like her dad. And so we're trying to teach her, sharing is caring. You know, that whole. You know what it is? She's not in school. And you can tell. Yeah. She's getting too comfortable at home. She really is. Well, no, I wouldn't say too comfortable, but just bored is the right word. Like she's just yeah. been inside the same four walls in the same like four fences, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for the parents out there, though, like it was at the point where it was like, should we give Henley a school day? Like, should we try at least? I mean, she's two and a half. Right. So. But I've noticed a significant difference between when she was structured and going to school. She would yeah. come home and she would have that routine. She would sing the songs they sung. She would stop at this little stop sign in school. She would have manners. She would yeah. Wait. Yeah. Like, and she is just falling apart. No, <laughs> come night. on, dog. It's not this that bad. This two-year-old she's great. running the house. No, she's great. You know, she's still learning, I know, but I'm just kidding. probably not nearly as much as she was at yeah. a regular school, but she does know how to draw the letter H. And an O. And an O. She's really good at the letter H and the O, which yeah. spells ho. I don't yeah. know what that's supposed to mean. I think it's only good during Christmas. Or it could be O, you know, get your brain out of the gutter, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, for today, we have really exciting news slash scary news slash I don't know what to think about it news, but we're going for it. It's a solid plan now. We have decided that with this baby that I'm 35 weeks this week and with him, we are going to do a home birth and I'm a labor and delivery nurse. So, you know, home birth was never, ever something on my radar. Never, ever. And neither was a birthing center. I didn't even really know about birthing centers, to be very honest. I didn't either at all. All I've ever known is hospital birth. And that's all I learned about in school. And, you know, when I'm at the hospital, of course, like that's all they really recommend. And so... Yeah, I, I guess you wouldn't have to go. Like in school, they wouldn't teach any of that, huh? No, because unless you're a midwife. How do you become a midwife? I don't get this. Well, you become a midwife by going to school for midwifery. But the thing about it is that I went to school to be a nurse. And as a nurse, it encompasses more of the whole entire body, not even just labor and delivery. And right. so after I gained my degree to become an RN, I went to the hospital, began working on a medical surgical unit. And then I went and got my BSN and went into labor and delivery 
delivery and specialized in labor and delivery. So if you specialize in labor and delivery, they're not like, oh, home births are great. You know, like quite honestly, a lot of doctors are terrified of home births because they haven't been exposed to it. They haven't practiced in that manner either. And a lot of times those of us who work at the hospital, when we get a home birth transported to us, it's the worst case scenario. So we're not seeing these safe home births. You know, we're seeing like the worst case scenario. I've got to be very honest, though. I've actually never had a home birth transferred to me where the mom or the baby was doing terribly. As a matter of fact, I've had more like roadside deliveries where the baby came in with like grass on it because I'm not even kidding you. Yeah, because the mom wasn't able to get there in time. And so she just gave birth on the side of the road. So I don't know, like all that being said, I did a lot of research to see like what would be best for us among this coronavirus outbreak. And quite frankly, I mean, I know because I have, you know, a lot of friends who are in labor and delivery, I know a they don't have enough personal protective equipment, they don't have enough staff, they're already being overworked, the beds are all full. And I'm someone who's like got a low risk pregnancy, I don't necessarily need to be in a hospital per se. I've had a very, very healthy pregnancy. I'm healthy myself. I am someone who qualifies for a home birth or a birthing center birth. And with the hospitals filling up with all of the illnesses, it just seems like maybe I should A, protect myself and my family by avoiding where everybody's sick is going, but B, be a little selfless and have the birth at home. I want to make a point here because I'm guilty of this. My whole perception of a home birth and birthing centers, just because I didn't know enough about it. But after doing research and after watching some of the videos and even hearing from nurses and just speaking with coworkers and saying, oh, that's such a great idea. It's going to be a wonderful experience. You know, in my little head, I don't think it was that common to me that this was something, but I don't want this podcast episode to seem like we're defending ourselves. This is all the research that we did, and I am 100% on board with this home birth, and I don't want this to come off as like we're defending our decision because it's much informed. Yeah, no, 100%. But I also don't want this podcast to come off as you should do a home birth, or you should go to the birthing center, or you should go to the hospital. Because quite honestly, all three options are great options. They all have a lot of pros and cons. And so the whole point of this whole entire podcast is to literally just tell you what I found in my research. And I've been researching for a really long time. On top of that, obviously, I have extensive experience as a labor and delivery nurse. So I feel like, you know, this is a lot of our fans that are pregnant that are going through this. So especially on Instagram, I mean, I've posted some things about this being a scary time and there's so many comments and feedback from our friends out there that are going through this. I know. And there's a lot of friends who feel like they don't know what to do. And so I wanted to just share about the pros and cons of each of them and truly not sway you one way or the other. Just 100% give you just the black and white facts. But first, we love you guys. You guys know that. And every single episode, we want to shout out to someone who has taken the time out to give us some feedback on iTunes. It's our five-star review, James. Just get to it. Yeah, I'm just saying thank (laughs) you. We love all of you. Truly, like I know it takes time out of your day to 
go to the review section, throw in the five stars and then leave a little comment. But I want you to know that it means a lot to us because it really, truly does. It makes Mm -hmm. me smile. I read every single one of them and it means the world to us. So for today, we want to give a shout out to Karen WLOL. She says, you both rock. I've only recently discovered podcasts and I love listening to yours. I must admit that over the holidays when I had some time off work, I binge listened to all your episodes. I'm caught up now and look forward to a new recording each week. Your openness is refreshing and makes your listeners feel connected to you. Keep doing you. Thanks, girl. LOL. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Karen. So yeah, genuinely, we love your five-star reviews. We pretty much only read them from iTunes because that's where we get the most of them. So if you want to give us a five-star review and you want to shout out on the podcast. We love them. We love doing that. But yeah, so getting right to the point, which is home birth versus birthing center versus hospital birth. So first things first, like I'm just going to quickly explain what a home birth is. It's exactly what it says it is. It's essentially like... Wait, let me guess. Is it a birth at home? (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. You You get a prize and you get a prize. Yeah. So the midwife will come to your home and take care of you in your own home while you're laboring and delivering either in your very own bed or in your very own tub or they have their own birthing tubs. So that's what a home birth is. And we're going to get into all of that because I was like, truly, I would never do a home birth. If you would have asked me a month ago, if I would ever be interested in a home birth, I would be like, oh, H-E-L-L, no. Do you think that that's because you were sort of brainwashed, not brainwashed, but because of your schooling that they teach you to not recommend home birth? I mean, I don't think that they teach you not to recommend it, but they just teach you about all the things that can go wrong. And when you're a labor and delivery nurse, you can see all the things that go wrong last minute to multiple different patients that have them end up in a C-section or needing some sort of assistance for the delivery, like forceps or a vacuum. And so for me, I was like, you don't have access to these things at home, but there's a caveat to that. There's like fine print, but underneath that, and that's that when you augment labor or when you do something to help expedite and like speed up labor, which is what a lot of hospitals have to do. Like that pit or whatever. Pitocin. Yeah. Pitocin is one way. Breaking a woman's water instead Mm. of letting her water break naturally. There's a lot of different ways that you can help kind of increase the speed of labor. And therefore, that is when you are going to come into contact with some sort of a risk with the labor. So that's, of course, never really talked about so much in the hospital setting. It's more like we have to do this because, I mean, you can't have a woman laboring, you know, graciously and how and <laughs> you just you just don't have time in a hospital. It's a very busy setting. There's someone waiting to fill it right after you. Yeah, they want to get you out. Yeah, but there's also a lot of pros to hospital births that we'll talk about as well. So just to go back on to the home birth pros. We'll start off with just home birth, the pros and cons, and we'll go through each one. So the birthing center, we didn't really explain what a birthing center was. So basically what a birthing center is, is it's kind of like the perfect in-between between like staying home and having the midwife come to your home and actually going to a hospital. So it's essentially like a really well-run, organized birthing center. Like You literally go there just to labor and give birth. And you have midwives and nurses there. They have a little bit more medical equipment than, you know, a midwife who's coming to your home has. A lot of times they have access to a nearby hospital and they have privileges and rights to practice at this nearby hospital. So it kind of is like a nice in-between, whereas like home birth, if you have to transfer to a hospital, they may or may not know anything about you. And your midwife may or may not be able to practice at that hospital if she doesn't have rights. Whereas the birthing center, nine times out of 10, they have rights with some sort of a hospital that they're affiliated with, and they will be there with you during your delivery one way or another. 
And of course, a hospital birth, everyone knows what that is. I mean, that's like the most common birth. So it's almost like they try to create your home atmosphere in this birthing center where there's no rush to get you out. But there's also, I think, with home birth and with birthing centers, it really takes an all-natural approach, right? So there's no drugs. There's no epidural. I mean, like, you know, that's the part where it's, you know, I commend you, ladies. Yeah. Oh my God. Me too. I don't know what I am going to do, but I'm not even going to talk about that or think about that (laughs) right now. Okay. So it's true. So home births are the most natural. There is literally no pain medication involved. It's all focused on, you know, like breathing techniques, massage therapy, jacuzzi, like tub baths, which honestly do help significantly with labor. And the pros with the home birth that I found is obviously the biggest one, especially right now, is that you're going to avoid catching any germs or viruses that are lingering around on the hospital. And, you know, that makes you safe, your newborn infant safe, your whole family safer. It's more of a tranquil environment. It's very convenient, of course, to be at your own home and in your very own environment so that you can just birth however. I mean, you can labor, get up and move. And if you want to like, you know, cook yourself something or you just have... Cook yourself something. Okay. Well, maybe not cook yourself something. That's like silly. But like Walk on the treadmill. (laughs) No, but you have access to like, if you want to go outside and breathe some fresh air for a hot minute and then come back inside, you can do that, which is really, really nice. Also, another nice thing about home births is that there's very intermittent monitoring. So rather than being stuck in a hospital bed on an electric fetal heart monitor, which is essentially if anyone's ever, you know, given birth before, that's a lot of times that's what we do is we have you hooked up to an electronic fetal monitor where you're not really able to walk around or do much of anything other than either sit or lay down in your bed or in a chair. Sometimes they do have wireless ones, but that's really truly not that often. And the wireless ones don't work that well anyways. So in any case, the fact that if you're home, you don't have to worry about being stuck on this electronic fetal heart monitor is is very, very nice. And also a note on that, something that I really want to share about a home birth that I wasn't educated on myself. And this is like really, really important to know. A midwife who does home births, no joke, she comes with medication to stop a postpartum hemorrhage. She comes with medications for your baby she comes with oxygen. It's not like they just come and they sing like some sort Kumbaya, of yeah, campfire. Yeah, or Akuna Matata or anything like that. No, they're trained medical professionals who come totally prepared if God forbid something happens. And the midwife that I had a chance to chat with who we actually ended up hiring, she was like, listen, the minute that it seems like there's some sort of issue with your labor or issue with the baby, we aren't messing around. We're going straight to the hospital. It's not like we're trying our best to have a natural kumbaya delivery and just bounce on your yoga ball and breathe in some essential oils and everything will be fine. She's like, no, like if you're three centimeters dilated and your baby's having heart rate decelerations, which is a huge sign of stress for a baby during labor, she said, you know, we're going to the hospital. I was like, well, how would you know? And she's like, well, of course we have Dopplers and we have, <laughs> you know, monitors to check the baby. And I was yeah. like, oh, I mean, I didn't know that they even brought that kind of stuff. I kind of just thought they let you just labor and then you push the baby. I didn't know what they do. I've never even, exp- I have no idea what a home birth is like. So anyways, that was really, really reassuring to me. More pros about home birth is that your partner's guaranteed to be with you. And as of right now, there are some hospitals that have banned any support person whatsoever, and then they've taken that ban back. 
you know, just last week we had my friend Sarah on who was chatting about that. And, you know, at Columbia, my old hospital, they banned to support people from coming in there because they're terrified they don't have enough personal protective equipment. And if I'd have to, they'd be wasting one on me, essentially. Kind of. Yeah. A hundred percent. And if they don't have enough for the nursing staff, I mean, imagine if our nurse staff gets wiped out by this coronavirus. I mean, then what are we going to do? That's what played a major factor. And, And the pros for me with a home birth was not just that I could be home, but I was really thinking about the afterbirth, not the actual afterbirth, but like, <laughs> but like, you know, like when we're there and the baby's out and cleaned off and everything, it's like, you know, you're sitting there and recovering and you're in a room. The nurses come in and make sure you're comfortable. They bring you food. We can do all of that at home. Yeah. We don't necessarily need food someone to be yeah, brought in or, or someone to wake you up and say, you have to breastfeed now. Like we can. Right. We can do that. Some more pros about home birth, and I'm going to kind of make this fast because we have birth center and hospital birth as well, but the fact that you can deliver in water or in any position that's most comfortable for you is definitely a huge pro. While you're laboring, you're free to move around. You're free to labor as long as you need to without a doctor encouraging some sort of augmentation to speed up your delivery. So no one's telling you you need to get on Pitocin or your water needs to break or you need to progress, you know, in this amount of time frame, or else you're going to the cesarean section. That's really nice to know. And then also studies do show that it is completely safe to have a home birth if you are with a licensed midwife who has ample experience, has her backup medicine, has an emergency plan in place. That's definitely a pro. Baby and mom recover at home, which is really, really nice. So you literally like deliver your baby and then you get to hold that baby. No one's taking that baby for any sort of assessment. They're not trying to weigh your baby two minutes after your baby came out of you. They're really just calm and relaxed. Most of the videos that I saw show the baby coming out and sometimes the partner would catch the baby or the mom themselves, but also the baby would still be connected to you just sitting there on your chest for a little bit. And like connected in the sense that the placenta, the cord's not cut immediately. It's not a rush because no one has any place to go immediately. Whereas when you're in the hospital... There's obviously the doctors managing multiple different patients. You're not the only person that they're taking care of. And so, of course, they have to get their things done. And that's just the way it is. And that's okay, too. But this is just like a nice pro about having your baby at home. And what really sold me, though, was all of the follow up visits and everything else that you would need. The midwife comes to your home like they come right to where you are to do all of the follow up. Yeah, that is really, really nice. And also she'll bring all the materials that you may need or she'll at least give you a list. So my midwife gave me a list of the things that I would need to buy. And it was super duper easy. Got to be honest, I think I spent $170 on like a tub liner and, you know, those nice hospital underwear. Turns out you can have that at home, which is a huge bonus for me. It was weird when she asked for tequila. Yeah, that was weird. That's just you're so silly, Doug. (laughs) That's not that's not on. She said tequila and lime. No, she didn't. Douglas, you stop. But okay, some more pros is that it's obviously less intrusive. So you're not going to have any sort of IV. You don't have to have your blood taken and all that jazz. This is all taken prior and they have records, of course, but they're not trying to start an IV. You don't need it necessarily as long as you're healthy. Like I said before, midwives bring the life-saving medications right to your home. They do your baby's first checkup right there after delivery, but they're not rushing you. 
like away from that skin to skin. I mean, skin to skin is precious time with your newborn. So like Doug said, the home births we've watched, literally the mom births the baby, the dad catches it or the mom catches it, which is so cool. I definitely want to try that. And then you hold the baby and the baby doesn't even cry necessarily right away, which would usually scare me as a labor nurse. And I would immediately start you know, providing tactile stimulation because I would want the baby to cry. Because that's just like what we learned in school. You mean school. hit the baby. No, like you actually don't hit them. That's not recommended. <laughs> you just like take a towel and kind of rub their back or their feet to kind of stimulate them to encourage them to cry. Because it honestly, it helps clean out their lungs from the amniotic fluid. But it's okay if they don't cry immediately. And especially if your placenta is still attached and you know their cord is still on there, they're obviously still getting oxygen and whatnot through your placenta. So it's okay if they don't cry immediately. It's just such a calmer way to have your baby for sure, it seems like. So the nicest thing about it is that skin to skin is so important. Studies after studies have proven that it helps with breastfeeding and bonding with the baby. And the fact that if you're in a hospital, they have to do assessments and they have to get the room ready for the next person who's ready to have their baby. So it's kind of rushed a little bit. But when you're at home or in a birthing center, they literally give you all the time that you need. And so that's really, really nice. Another thing that's nice is that you're guaranteed to have your midwife at your birth because when you're at a OBGYN practice, there are a lot of times that there are multiple different doctors at the same practice and you kind of just get whoever is on call that night whenever you go to the hospital. And also sometimes you just get a hospitalist, which is someone who works for the hospital on the labor and delivery unit, you know, just a doctor who just works there to help with deliveries. Or you might get a resident if you're at a huge hospital, like a teaching hospital, you'll get a resident who, you know, is training and trying to learn how to deliver babies. But the other thing that is really, really nice about home birth is that you get as many coaches as you want during your labor and your children can even be there while you're laboring. So Gracie, if if I could trust myself <laughs> and know that I wouldn't scare the living daylights out right. of her, I would love her to be a part of our labor experience. But And well, depending on the time of the day, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. I don't think she'd be freaked out by it. She has to go to the bathroom with you all the time. She watches you go to the bathroom. No, the only thing that I think she'd be freaked out by is if I scream in pain. And I'm scared that I won't. Like, I'm really kind of scared of the pain part of it. Like, I'm scared that I might scream in pain by accident. And then that will scare her and she'll think that I'm hurt. And I don't yeah. want to confuse her. She has two and a half, you know. <laughs> Maybe if she was a little older. But we'll see how that goes. So the cons about a home birth, I think it's really important to also weigh these just as heavily as the pros. So if an emergency happens, you're obviously not right at the hospital. So that's a big con to me. Like, I mean, to know that it's going to take us 20 minutes to get to the hospital and to get settled. If there's an emergency, they'll take us real fast. But still, like, that's very scary to me. Also, there's no medicinal pain relief. So no epidural, no IV pain meds. Obviously, I think I've stated it enough this episode. I'm a little scared of that, but I feel like for the safety of our family with this coronavirus, like I can figure out how to manage my pain. It's your rite of passage. It's my rite of passage That's into being a say. woman. <laughs> it's part of womanhood. Yeah. Honestly, my whole birth plan before all of this <laughs> was epidural immediately. Yeah. And I was always like, you know, God bless the women who want to be superheroes and have their babies naturally. They really are superheroes and they're amazing. I'm not one of them. Well, I'm always you're going to be one of them. Yeah, not entirely by choice. I guess it <laughs> kind of is. But I mean, that is one thing, though, that I'm thankful for, for the coronavirus, because I would have never wouldn't even have looked had, into this. Yeah. 
And I am actually very excited now to could be labor. Your thing, yeah, know? I might be really into it. So, anyways, yeah. I'll could let you guys be your know thing for the the last and final baby, the well, next I one. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't even think so. We're gonna have that argument right now. No. But, anyways, I'll be very, very honest with you guys. I'll tell you the whole thing. Like, oh, I'll tell yeah. you all of it. There's also a lot of cleanup that's going to be involved. Yeah, I'm not sure how much. Um, this is something yeah. that I. This wasn't discussed. Yeah, this wasn't discussed with the midwife. So I, yeah. I they don't. They talk about a beautiful experience. They don't talk about what's laying in the tub after. Yeah, or like who takes care of all the dirty towels. Yeah, like, I mean. Do we just put it in the in garbage? Our, I'm not into that. Like, I like to wash things if we can. So I'm like already looking at our house like, okay, so what towels (laughs) are we going to use for like the blood and the afterbirth and all that? Well, you might as well use white. Yeah, I don't think so. You could bleach it. I just don't trust it'll come out. I'm just thinking all the old stuff. But anyways, another huge con, and this is something that has been a lot to think about, is the fact that a lot of insurances do not cover a home birth or a birthing center. Right. So that's a big problem. Yeah. That's really sad, actually. They're not as expensive as a hospital birth. So a home birth, I just want to be really, really honest with you and tell you guys, a home birth is usually around 6,000 to 8,500, depending on where you live and who you use. So sometimes a midwife is covered at a birthing center. When we called our insurance, they had certain midwives or midwiferies that are covered under insurance because they have to have some practice, but yeah, no, you can find them. Them, I think under some insurances, but unfortunately the midwife that we're working with who is closest to us, she's not covered. She'd be considered out of network and we have a deductible of like, I don't know, the, 10 the, grand the, or the, something. The, it's the like out of network deductibles more than the birth. <laughs> yeah. So in any case, no one really wants to hear about finances or anything, but like, it seems like it's going to cost us more it's money. It's going to cost a lot. It's going to cost us more money to have a home birth than it would be to go to the hospital only because of insurance, like insurance would cover it. But if you don't have insurance at all, I highly recommend a home birth because it's literally a fraction of the cost of a hospital birth. Yeah. And the other thing that's kind of a con that I think about is that you have to submit your own birth certificate, social security information, that kind of stuff. I'm not very good at. So that's a little scary. And also, yeah, but if that's the only thing that's, you know, well, I mean, we actually have a whole list here, <laughs> but, <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I'm going to share this whole entire list in the show notes and on a blog. Cause I know there are so many of you guys who don't know what kind of a birth experience you want. So I'm going to share all these pros and cons with you. But the last thing I would say about a home birth that's a con, if you ask me, is that you don't have help with your newborn. You know, if you're at the hospital, you have all these nurses who are available at the click of a button Mm -hmm. when you use your call bell. And unfortunately, when you're at home, you know, the midwife will stay and she's your husband, your call bell or your partner. Yeah. If you think about it and you're really, really tired and you're at the hospital, I always told my patients, take advantage of us, like send the baby to the nursery and we'll let you know when he's hungry and you sleep, sleep, yeah. sleep, sleep, because it's so exhausting to give birth to a baby. And then they're up every two to three hours and you're just so tired. So I think if you don't have a super supportive support person or have family or friends right after delivery i mean hospitals the way to go because then you have the nurses at least they're there to help you but before we get into the birthing center and the hospital pros and cons and talking about sleep (laughs) we told you before but it's like an absolute must if you have a little one that has trouble sleeping or if you yourself have trouble sleeping because i use this now i bring it with me wherever i travel so my mother-in-law bonnie way back when gracie was an infant we told you guys this before but gracie was having trouble sleeping so my mother-in-law bonnie went out and bought 
uh, yoga sleep. It's called a dome. And basically it sounds like a fan and it's just a white noise sound machine, but it's like the best white noise sound machine ever. And it has literally helped her sleep soundly since she was an infant. And also for us too, like we love having that. Like if we can't have a fan on like we do in our bedroom, if we're in a hotel or whatever, we just have Gracie's dome yoga sleep thing on and it helps us sleep. Yeah. And all of yoga sleep's products are backed by a 101 night promise. So you can try them out. Absolutely risk-free. Yeah, it's really, really amazing. So like I said, I highly recommend the Dome, but they also have lots of other quality sleep products like the highly rated yoga bed mattress and bedding accessories. It's honestly just like a one-stop shop for all things sleep related. The point is, is that it's an all natural approach to a better sleep and relaxation. And right now you can go to yogasleep.com slash HMCP. You get to save an exclusive 20% off a sound machine for natural sleep for the entire family. Yeah, so that's just yogasleep.com slash HMCP. You'll get 20% off yogasleep.com slash HMCP. All right, but let's get back to it for the birthing center. So the great thing about the birthing center is that you have continuity of care. So everything a home birth has to offer, you're going to get, but you're going to have it with these midwives who are also affiliated with a certain hospital and who have rights to practice at this hospital. So that being said, if you have to transfer to a hospital for whatever reason, then they will transfer with you and they will continue caring for you and helping you birth your baby even while you're at a hospital, which is huge. And most of them are near hospitals from what I saw. Exactly. And so that's really, really nice. I mean, basically a birthing center to set the scene for you. It's essentially like a big hotel suite and they have a bed, they have a couch, they have TV, they have lounge chairs, they have a birthing bath. It's literally the best of both worlds because they have minimal equipment as far as like monitoring you if you don't need it. But if you do need it, they can pull out extra equipment and really be able to monitor you and your baby really, really well. So that's really, really nice. And obviously there's less mess to clean up (laughs) because you're at a birthing center. Right. And they have like a team of people. Our midwife is coming to the house and she has one other person, right? Right. So with a birthing center, you have more people that can kind of take care of you, right? Kind of, yeah. The other thing that they have that a home birth doesn't have is they provide nitrous oxygen in addition to the massage therapy, jacuzzi tubs and things like that for pain relief. So they have a little bit more pain relief option, but not a whole lot. The cons with a birthing center is that A, and this is the biggest con for us, was that the closest birthing center was an hour away for us. Yeah. And I can't imagine driving an hour while you're going through. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank you. And also then we're an hour away from like our home, our friends and family. It's just too far for us. And And also- Could you imagine having like a false- contraction type thing and we get there and I would stay in a hotel for the next couple days. Oh, it's not that far. Come on now, Doug. But there aren't as many birthing centers around as there are hospitals and obviously your home. So that's another thing that's kind of a con as well. And you don't have access to an epidural. Same thing as home. The other con with the birthing center to think about is that you're still going to be exposed to germs and viruses because this is a fully functioning clinic where laboring women come in. However, it's far less than a hospital because obviously these are healthy women who are coming in. So there's that. So even though a lot of insurances do not cover birthing centers, you can call your insurance and they do have some midwives that could be covered under insurance, or at least that was the impression that we got. Yeah. And so the cost for a birthing center birth is pretty much the same as a home birth in the sense that it's about 6000 to 10500 based on the research that I did. And this is like New Jersey, New York area. So it might be less for you if you live in a state. Yeah. 
that's not as effing as expensive right. as the Northeast. Well, I think the one that was covered was Pennsylvania for us. Oh, yes. So if we would have driven like two and a half hours, we could have went to a birthing center in Pennsylvania. But I'm like, well, uh, nah. like that's not happening. If I'm in labor, I'm not driving two and a half hours. And also a big pro about the birthing center is that you get to leave within three to four hours after giving birth and, you know, having your baby, which to me is almost kind of a con though, too, because I'm like, I don't know. I just had a baby. Like, I don't want to have to leave to go home in right. three to four hours. Like You'd I need to sit on a lumpy car. And, yeah. yeah. Like I either want to stay put for at least 24 hours or I want to be home and not have to worry about leaving. But you typically leave around three to four hours after you give birth at the birthing center. Because but they don't rush you out. No, it's not like they rush you out. But I mean, I don't know. I would be like, can I just stay overnight, please? Because I'm just yeah. exhausted. I don't want to go anywhere. So that's the gist of the birthing center. It's very similar to our home birth. It's literally the perfect in-between between home birth and a hospital birth. If there was one closer to us, I 100% would have went that route because it is literally a perfect in-between when it comes to home birth and hospital birth you know what though i think i would have pushed for a home birth really I, yeah honestly because you run the risk of still having a lot of people there you know yeah and, and you have your partners there at our home if they're saying that we can sanitize it and keep it clean as clean as a hospital would be i mean you know it is what it is but you control the people that are coming into our house you know the two people that are coming in that are going to help with the birth and then it's me and henley we can control who's wearing and how close they are to us and what yep. mask will cover everything. Like we have control over that. Yeah. For what's going on in the world right now, the home birth is definitely our top choice, clearly. But we're not trying to sway you one way or the other. Quite honestly, if I had a birthing center closer to me, I would probably choose that. Although I don't want to have to leave in three to four hours after I give birth. So I'd have to like negotiate with them. And then of course, the hospital birth. I feel like everybody is familiar with a hospital birth. We don't have to like go into detail. The biggest thing about a hospital birth is, let's be honest, they have all of the medical equipment, all the skilled professionals right there in a jiffy, if God forbid you need them. There is a sense of comfort and peace of mind when you go to a hospital because you have that feeling that you're protected, your wife's protected, your baby's protected. It's just such a weird time now where if this coronavirus wasn't here, we would have had hospital birth a hundred percent for all of them. Oh, a hundred percent. It wouldn't have been a question 100%. that we would be going outside of a hospital birth. Exactly. So the con right now with a hospital birth in all the time really is that the sickest of the sick people go to the hospitals. You're being exposed to germs and viruses and bacteria. Well, I feel like that's always in the hospital though. Yes, like, that's what I, I'm not, saying. It yeah, is. And not so much the coronavirus, but that's the lack of control over who's bringing what in. And especially now not being able to track where your nurses are coming in and out, a staff of people that switch by the hour. If you're going to be in a place for a couple days two three days you're gonna go through three or four shifts of people yeah it's tough to think about that and the lack of protective gear it wouldn't bother me if i wasn't able to go because i get it i get why support people wouldn't be able to go taking up somebody's protective gear would bother me yeah, 100%. Like, that's not okay. Like, our yeah. nurses need that to yeah. protect themselves because they without, have to go to work. Yeah, without them, then there's no fight. Yeah, exactly. And they go home to their 
kids and their husbands and their own babies. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it wouldn't be fair. Some more pros about hospital birth is that food's provided. It's not always the best food, but hey, they got it for you. And they clean up after you. Yeah, they clean up. Trust me, I've done one too many fair share cleaning of amniotic fluid and blood, but no one wants to hear about that. (laughs) And also most insurances are accepted at hospitals. So to be very frank, our copay with Gracie was about $1,500 after all was said and done. And I thought that was a lot. And now I'm going to hire a midwife and it's going to be like four times that amount. So, you know, that's something to think about. And there's also a newborn nursery. Something I do want to say is that if you're in a big hospital, a lot of times these nurseries are filled with crying babies. They literally like are on almost like a A conveyor belt. Yeah. Of like changing diapers and feeding (laughs) because as soon as you feed one the other has to be changed i mean it's not necessarily always the best place for them but if you absolutely need sleep you can't function there is a place for your baby to go smaller community hospitals of course they don't have like the expertise that the larger hospitals have and like the -the state-of-the-art equipment but i really love small community hospitals because they have such a slower mentality when it comes to everything really because they're not over bombarded the way that large city state-of-the-art amazing hospitals are so anyways some cons with hospital birth is you're limited to who you can have by your bedside whether there's a coronavirus or not you typically can't have more than two coaches including your partner and maybe sometimes a lot too like your mom your partner and your doula but most times they like to limit it to two and they say it's for your safety because god forbid there is an emergency and there's all these people panicking and scrambling in the room. It just doesn't make it good for the woman who's in labor. Also, they do like to augment your labor a lot. If you're not progressing the way that they like, they like to start you on Pitocin or they'll break your water to speed it up. This can then actually make you have a bad outcome that could end up with a C-section. I mean, that's the risk that you take with taking these types of medication. So there's that. You're frequently being checked for your blood pressure, your heart rate, the baby's heart rate. We want to make sure that you're not becoming hypertensive. So yeah, there's definitely some cons. And also, if you have the epidural, it is amazing for labor. I can't say one bad thing about it. If you have a fully functioning epidural, I promise you, it's like a complete game changer. You can just finally relax and like rest and enjoy your labor. But you are a different person. Yeah, but afterwards, you can't move your feet or your legs. So like you're really stuck to the bed entirely. You can't pee. So you have like a catheter in so that you can go pee. I mean, there's cons to that too. Larger hospitals especially are super busy. So breastfeeding tends to get held off and skin to skin isn't as long. And that's not always true for community hospitals, but it's pretty true for most large hospitals, especially teaching hospitals. You know, unfortunately, there's another laboring woman waiting for your bed and they got to get you downstairs. And a lot of this, is kind of personal preferences too, obviously. I mean, with the epidural, with being in a certain hospital and size and breastfeeding at certain times, like everybody's going to be a little bit different. This has been our experience in researching, which opened my eyes a lot. I had no idea that this whole other world outside of the hospital existed and it's accepted. It's done a lot. And if you think about it before all of this was around, people had babies in their homes all the time. They had them in the rice pads. That's what your dad said. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know where my dad found rice pads, but... I don't even know what a rice pad is. <laughs> I think they're only in the Philippines. But... <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, anyways, I wanted to gather all this information because I literally spent so much time researching it, and I hope that it's helpful to you. Yes, and after we shared some of this on social media, there was a very positive outpouring of other people that were going through this and getting pregnant during the coronavirus and having a baby over the next couple months. So hopefully this research helps some of you make informed decisions. Again, we're not pushing anybody one way or the other. This was our research. This was really Jamie's pros and cons, this entire list. Yeah, Um, that's true. And because it was really up to Jamie, you know, doing the home birth, she's going to have to go all natural. She's not going to have that epidural or pain medicine. To me, that's like that and the fact that we're not immediately at the hands of skilled professionals and skilled equipment. The midwifery is their skilled professional. Well, no. To me, the biggest con is that A, I can't have an epidural (laughs) and B, if God forbid something happens, I have to travel to a hospital to get treatment. Those are the biggest cons, if you ask me, for both home birth and birthing center. But otherwise, everything is like a go when it comes to those. Yeah. So hopefully some of you got some tips And hopefully this puts others at ease with this weird time that we're in. Yeah. And one disclaimer that I feel like I have to say as a nurse is that, of course, do your own research and talk to your doctor. If you don't know what is best for you, thoroughly research everything and call your doctor, call midwives, call different people. That's what we did to find out what is best for you. If you're someone who has an underlying medical condition, you are automatically not able to have a home birth or a birthing center birth. You need to be at the hospital where you're monitored extensively. So definitely do your research. Best thing to do, though, also is just try not to stress it. Once you educate yourself, you don't have to have any fear. Make a plan and stick to it. And you've got this girl. Yes. So thank you for joining us through this, our research and stay tuned for next week. We have another bachelor alum, Becca Martinez. She's got a podcast out where she talks about this too, but she did a birthing center and a water birth with her first baby. And she's due, I think a month after we are. So we're going to talk to her. Becca is amazing. She had a birthing center birth. This time she's opting for a home birth. And I really wanted to have someone on the podcast who could share with me just real life. Like what's it really like? Because I don't know anybody who's had a home birth. I've honestly never met anybody who has even gone to a birthing center other than Jade, actually Jade Roper. She had a birthing center birth. It would be nice to hear somebody just how they approached it mentally, what they thought of, how they got over the pain, what their support person did. So it's going to be a great interview. And thank you again for joining us and be safe. And we love you. And we'll talk to you soon and go to Hot Marriage Cool Parents for anything Hot Marriage Cool Parents. Yeah, and also I wanted to like end on some good news. I saw that in Europe there are less cases of the coronavirus now. So maybe that's trending down for America as well. So hopefully it'll start to get, uh, you know, we still have to be safe. So everybody be safe. Yeah, we're all going to be safe. Stay home until stay your tush at home. You don't need toilet paper. Just use an old rag. You'll be fine. Call a midwife (laughs) and that's it. But we love you. And we love you guys. Bye.